Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Well, polish up your diamonds and pop them on because it's a glitzy one. Today, I've got Phil Nickel. I think it's fair to call him a star of stage, screen and your dreams. As a lovely little chat, actually. And if his dad is listening, well, I'd love to I'd love to pass on my best. And at the end of the podcast, his dad is religious. And at the end, I'm religious in a way. Uh, we all are in a way. So what is your religion? Some people, capitalism. <laughs> mm. Yes, this podcast really is everything. Um, but if he is listening, I did say, oh God, at the end, and I felt bad about that at the time, but um, I've just said it again now. Ours is not to judge, so think about that. Okay, well, it's a lovely um, episode, and I really welcome you in, and um, I'm just going to get your little head and um, pop it on my chest and hold you tight to my bosom, okay? Phil Nickel, as I live and breathe, oh, thank you for coming on. Oh, thanks for having me on. I love the uh, idea of cuddling. It's a good old pastime, isn't it? Bring it back. It is. It is. Bring it back. I don't know if it's ever disappeared. Well, COVID-19 yeah, certainly is. wasn't a fan of the old, but I think the pandemic's largely over now, isn't it? I, th- I hope so. I think I remember but mm. back when it happened, and I'm not being a smart ass about it, it was made quite clear it would be at least two years. And at the time I was going, it's going to be March 2022, guys. You know, like me acting like I'm, I know something. Guys, it's going to be March 2022. And as it turns out, it looks like it will be. Hopefully. And did you use a, um, astrology or numerology <laughs> to get to that? Yeah, I did. I, I, I went to a Ouija board and I contacted someone who died during the Spanish flu and said, what, what yeah. was it like for you? And in a very long, drawn-out conversation with the, uh, yeah, he said it'll yeah. be March 2022. Um, all joking aside, don't get involved with the Ouija board because it's very negative energy and you should not be invoking spirits of time has gone Seriously, by. Seriously, why not? Because it's just like dark energy, dark entities. You don't know what you're getting involved with. It's better to keep a channel to the light. And I'm absolutely not joking. You don't think that there could be a happy Ouija? I mean, it's called Ouija. Ouija is a happy word. The Ouija board. No, 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 no. <laughs> you're summoning up characters that you don't know how they're going to act and you're, you're bringing darkness into the room. But have you ever done one before? Um, when I was a kid and we scared the shit out of ourselves. Yeah, fine. So I was raised in this really um, strict, devout, born-again Christian family in the Brethren Assembly. Wow. And so something like the Ouija... My mom, if my mum caught us playing Ouija board, she would be furious because she they most definitely raised me to believe in demons and spirits and the hell and oh. and the opening portals to the darkness. Whoa. 
looks like me and your mum are on the same page. <laughs> well, yeah, well, she also believes in baptism, but it's so. <laughs> is she still religious? She still believe? Uh, she does very much. Uh, she's turning 93 years old in April, and my dad oh. and her are still together after Whoa. something like 67 years of marriage. Blimey. My dad is 80, just turned 89 because she's a, she's a, we can make fun of her for being a cradle robber. Yeah, she's a cougar. Yeah. Good, Anna. Uh, so they still believe, though? They do, yes. They, they go to church every Sunday. In fact, for for Christmas, my mother just did, was the narrator in the nativity, mm. and she's never performed in her life. She So she's really proud and going, Philip, what do you think? Did I, did I do okay? Was it all right, son? So I had to give her my, I gave her some tips. I love mums and dads. My mum and dad were, uh, do like amateur theatre stuff. I don't know if they anymore, but they certainly used to. Good on your mum doing it now, but they used to a couple of years ago. And it's so cute because mum would make a little costume or something. And she'd be like, oh, don't, it's silly, it's silly. And it'd be a hairband with something like glued onto it. Oh, it's just, it's just very low key. And if there was like someone in the group who like, was from London or whatever, yeah. they'd be like, there are there's a professional actor <laughs> from London and he's been in a real play. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Um, did you, I'm going to sound really ignorant now, okay. but you know, Jamie, the stage thing. Yeah. Did you write that or what, how did that kind of, is that, no, uh, were you in it and you wrote no, it? No, I was just, I was what? just in it. it. It's everybody's talking about oh. Jamie it was written by Tom McRae. Oh, right. And Dan Gillespie Sells wrote the music and Dan was the singer for the band, The Feeling. Quite oh, big, yeah. big band. I think that one album was. Yeah, big band. It's big stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Tom McRae, believe it or not, this is true. I didn't know this about Tom. Tom McRae, who's written, he's in LA now, and he, he's written The Librarians, and he wrote, do you write him and her, I think, in this country? He wrote a couple of sitcoms mm. in this country. Um, he wrote, everybody's talking about Jamie, but he told me that he was actually the comedy booker at Goldsmiths College when he was there and had booked me. Wow. Like, so when I, when I went, hi, I'm Phil. He went, yeah, I know, it's me, it's Tom. I was like, when, he went, I'm the guy, the comedy booker for... Even I've been watching you Whoa. for years, and I was like, "Oh, that's amazing!" That's yeah, amazing. that's nice. What I'm teaching is the other comedians that are watching this would be really nice to the comedy bookers at universities because you never know where they're mm. going to end up. Well, I've done a gig at Goldsmiths, yeah, and I didn't get no part. Yeah, but you can sing that. You've been in a band and everything, so it makes sense for you to be in a musical. Oh, well, I guess so. I really, honestly, don't think of myself as a singer, and the people that were in that show are all trained. You think of yourself as a part-time model, don't I, you? I do. I wish. <laughs> I'm a hand model. <laughs> so the other people were trained and you just turned up, giving it a go? Just rocked up. No. I'm obviously, I've been in Taboo, the Boy George musical in 2002 or something Ooh. like that. And I got, and I got, that was off the back of being nominated for the Perry Award that year, uh, which never went any further. Isn't that great? But it's so, such a weird path. Like musicals are what everyone would, like so many people would love to be in a musical but it's not a natural path from like winning a perrier for stand-up and then going like in a west big west end play no. like musical no it's it was a bit strange i did i think i got but the audition great. well it was great for me the, the play had already mm. been running matt lucas had been in the original cast and boy george played uh, lee bowery so I, I worked with boy george for every day for six months wow so i was able to experience some of uh, some of that with him that was great oh yeah i think someone like nika burns who produced jamie She'd also was the producer of the Edinburgh Comedy Awards or the Perry Awards. Yeah. So she knew me from that, from like 1993 when we were first nominated. So I think she just knew that I would always played guitar and sung, but I'm not really a singer. Yeah. Not really. Oh, I'd love to be in a big musical, apart from the makeup every day. But apart from that, I'd love it. Yeah. I used to fancy Boy George when I was a kid. Yeah, he's a, he's a super nice man. He's really smart and very sharp. 
Yeah, I'd like a one-way ticket to Cuddle City Central, please. Okay. Um, okay, quick fire round. Okay. You ready for it? Yep, go. Question one. Okay. How much maple syrup are you getting through a day? Uh, <laughs> at this point, not a lot. <laughs> Hard to find <laughs> here. Lot. Hard to find yeah. here. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's just bad quality maple syrup. It's not, it is not just shit. It's shit. I sometimes bring stuff up back from Canada. Do you know there's different there's different grades of maple syrup, Lou? Yeah, I do. It's like honey, really. Yeah. You can't just be like, oh, give me a pot of honey. There's, you could pay £50 for a pot of honey. Yeah. There's, there's a C-grade maple syrup, which is the dark, dark stuff. The stuff that they get before they turn it into the yellow stuff that they sell in airports. And that's really, really good for you. You can live off it. I don't know if you know that. Yeah, because it's from a tree. Yeah. yeah, trees give you everything in the end. Uh, you know, some are poisonous, but mostly. And they talk to each other underground and they share light and everything, apart from one arsehole tree that steals. But Who's that? There's always Who one. steals? Well, I can't, I can't remember which one. The trees. So the trees all talk to each other and they, share resources. They do. Apart from one brand of tree. Oh, right. Brand, we call them. <laughs> and, it takes, and it takes everything. I did a panto this year, and there was a through line. So, this is for children, uh, about the world wood web. The mushrooms, the fungi under the ground is what, how the trees, they now think that intelligence has passed through the fungi. It, it makes you boggle, doesn't yeah. it? It really does. Um, question two. <laughs> okay. Can you speak French? Uh, uh, Je ne parle français un petit peu. You don't speak French a little bit, I think. I don't speak French a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Do you speak French? Well, I've just started again on Duolingo. I've got a 20 day streak going. Yes. I was fluent and then I forgot it. Um, But, you know, I'm going to get it back. I'm going to try and live for six weeks in France Uh, after Edinburgh. How are you? And you're speaking French. Yeah, speaking French, just, you know, living off the land. I'm not living off the land, actually. Um, living a tree. The super mache. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, are you ready for... The, this is a big one, okay. Phil. Yep, okay. Touch quiz. Oh, touch quiz, okay. The touch quiz, right. yeah. I'm thinking about touching something. Okay. It's not rude. Okay. And you have got five questions to find out what it is. And good luck, because it's practically impossible. <laughs> okay. Are you... Is it one hand or two hand touch? It's got to be two. Yeah. It, I think it's got to be two for this one, yeah. Is it... Uh, and it, gentle. I'm being very gentle. Is it metal, rubber, plastic or wood? Flesh. Flesh. Is it furry? Not really, but it's sort of... Would it be silky or slightly hair... Not really hairy, not really silky. A bit silky, maybe. Yes, mm. I think silky. Silky. Okay. Uh, it is made of what I'm touching, sort of hair, but very fine. So it would be like silky, like a like a horse or something, okay. but not a horse. Okay. Is it alive or dead? This one's alive. Sometimes they're dead, but this one's alive. Sometimes they're dead. Well, you kill them. People kill them, not me. Is it a pig? <laughs> it's a cow. No! That's pretty close. It was so yeah, have it. Have I it. said Go no. On, I know it wasn't. I said I should have said cow. You know, I was thinking cow. <laughs> then you know what? I because you did that show called Shame Pig. I just thought oh, I'm going to go with pig. Never use your mind for this. You've got to go with your gut. That's what we learn from this. And I wouldn't say cows are silky. Would, pigs are silky. Ah, well, go with your gut and remember, you're, it's me you're talking to, so the description <laughs> might not be accurate. Okay. <laughs> okay. Is it cow? It's a cow, yes. yeah. It's a cow. Excellent. <laughs> yeah, well, just... And they led it that together, so you look a bit smarter. Because <laughs> you let yourself down there, didn't you? <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> You're very clever, aren't you? Mm, no, I wouldn't say particularly clever. 
I don't know a lot of things. I mean, as you get older, do you realise you know less? So mm. I'm becoming thicker. Battle of Hastings, when was that? 1066. Yeah, that's the only one I that's know. That's the only one I know too. Glad you asked that one. <laughs> 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 I already got cow and pig mixed up. And now it's time for Terrific Spirific. And now it's time for Terrific Specifics. How romantic are you then? Come on. I'm embarrassed by my romance, by how romantic. Oh. I'm, I don't think I'm as romantic as I used to be. I think when I was mm. young, I was naive. I was very, very mollycoddled as a child. So, mm. so I had this dream. It was like a meet, meet the one and fall in love and then get married. And that didn't really happen. I did get married, but that didn't happen. What happened then with the old uh, divorcee? Well, we <laughs> met back before computers were a thing. And we sent letters to each, each other. She lived in Australia. Mm. And we met. And then we were together for, well, to get absolutely together for the first like six days. We spent every moment of each other from the moment we met. And then we were mm. we were living together within six weeks. I moved into her house in, where she was living with some friends. And then within 12 weeks, I'd proposed and we were married inside that year. So wow. that's, that's, that's a romantic person for you. And then how long were you married for? Uh, we were married for about five years or so. And so. then what happened? Nosy, aren't you? Yeah, you are really nosy. <laughs> well, people change. Well, yeah. <laughs> but we're, we're, we, we, are, we are still friends. We, after years of rather acrimonious breakup and divorce, we actually became friends again about seven years later. Oh. Which was the subject of my, my Edinburgh show, The Weary Land. I must have bloody missed it i did yeah i know everyone did it was my att- it was my attempt to be david sedaris oh i love it i know right oh i love david i love david I know, everyone loves david i know your friends though but it wouldn't work getting back together no well she's remarried and has teenage daughters so it would probably be a big wrench oh. in her plan probably but no yeah, no we were yeah. we were meant to, we we're meant to be friends yeah fair enough that's nice are your parents nice to you? Because you said you had a lot of support from them. But are they nice to you even though you're a heathen and don't believe in God? <laughs> well, yes, I'm, I'm, a, I'm not a heathen. Well, I don't know what heathen means exactly. I'm a hedonist, that's for sure. My family are, are really great. But I, I left home when I was about 17 to go to acting school. And they did not want me to do that. They wanted me to... My brother Stephen lived at home till he was in his 30s. I mean, that's they were a quite strict, strict family. I was a virgin till I was 21. And I, I when I finally escaped, I say escaped to make it sound horrible, when I finally left and I didn't really have a lot of time for them. I loved them, but I didn't want to go home. I thought my dad was just sort of like lecturing me, but in, inside a dogma that I didn't believe in anymore. So I couldn't even have the, the conversations with them. But to give them they're due in later years they actually my father has i've got two older brothers and my brother andrew said to me i he, he picked me up in the car at the airport and said his dad had the conversation with you and i was like well what do you mean the conversation well he's obviously had him an epiphany and he's apologizing wow so i guess my father got to a certain age my brother got a certain age and 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 we did we went for a long drive in the car and and i was kind of like wish my almost wish my brother had prepared me for it because i was kind of prepared for it but uh, he apologized for the mistakes he'd made as as a father. I thought, and I was like, no, everything's fine. I'm really, I'm, we're all really good, man. We're all fine. And he was like, no, no. We, his father passed away when he was t- like a teenager, like 13, 14, 15 years of age. He ha- was the f- eldest, became a cabinet maker apprentice to keep his mother and his family alive. Wow. And he had three boys. He didn't really know how to 
to raise us. And because he had become a born-again Christian since his father had passed away, he became very strict and thought the best thing for us to do would be to be hard on us. He didn't drink or smoke, but if we did anything wrong, I remember kicking the front window in once because my brothers locked me out of the house and I kicked it and it broke. I got like, you know, the belt for it, which was probably not the right thing to do. But at the time, that's what he thought. Uh, At the same time, my mother was completely lovely and tactile and cuddly and protected me. I was her little baby. So I kind of had the that experience. Uh, my father apologized, I think, since he's had grandchildren and then great-grandchildren. I think he's just realized that yeah. you shouldn't treat kids like that because it, the long-term effects yeah. it has. on. Although I don't think I've turned into being an evil bastard, so it didn't have... No. So do, I, th- I guess the message is, do you hit your kids with a belt because it doesn't do... <laughs> it doesn't do any harm. That's exactly it. Thanks, Lou. <laughs> I saw something online the other day, though, about... Because I don't have children, but it was about the the new the newest idea and they, they used to talk about taking time outs you know like my brother andrew has his kids on the naughty step my brother steven is the eldest has two kids and to a certain age he would still you know s- smack them not hurt them but like if they went to put their fingers in their light sock he'd smack them whereas andrew and janet never did that he they'd always take them and put them on the naughty step andrew and janet's kids grew up to be more badly behaved and Stephen's kids then on, went on to <gasps> go to university and really be, but at the same time Andrew's, oh, wow. Andrew's kids are all mums, mums and dads and uh, f- uh, mothers and they have children and the happy families and Stephen's kids are sort of young professionals so this guy was read. I was just interested because of that this doctor they've done studies on it that giving a kid time out and taking your love away from them because they're not doing the right thing is actually more harmful uh, in the long term the sense of their psychology because it makes oh it makes love God. conditional it makes it makes them oh. it makes them it trains them to take love away when they're not happy and i can see why oh, that i can wow. see why that that so the answer is don't yeah. don't make your kids sit on the naughty step and ignore them because they've been bad but oh, let them understand no. that they're humans that they make mistakes and that you love them anyway and then hit God, them it's and then hit them fit. as hard as you can hit. with a belt <laughs> punch them but in punch, the yeah, exactly Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Cuddle Club Cuddle Club 
Cuddle Club. I think that's enough. How can one overcome shyness? That's from Alan de Botain. Or, uh, or you can answer, if you were braver, what would you do with your life? Well, you well how to overcome boy? shyness. I, I was... Mm. I don't think I was ever very shy, but I, I had a very, I was born with a, with a clinical stutter and a lisp. And, and uh, yeah, I, I wasn't able to speak properly until I was about 11. You can probably still hear it. If you listen really closely, I, I still stutter. So because of that reason, I was always trying to get people's attention. I also moved to Canada when I was really young and then moved around back and forth. Like between, I went back to Scotland and back to Canada. Then between ages of like eight and 13, went to like five different schools. I was like, and I was really short for my age and I'd skipped a grade. So I was like elbow high to everyone else in all my classes. And I was, God. and I was Scottish and I was a born again Christian who wasn't allowed to wear denim because my oh, mother, no. I was dressed no. in polyester and school uniform. Oh. Uh, uh, I was, but I was never shy. <laughs> uh, the, the opposite is true. God. The opposite is true. Wow. So, so uh, advice is get some polyester, <laughs> get a speech impediment, yeah. knock a few inches off, yeah. and should be ready to go. Yeah. yeah. How did you sort your um, speech impediments out then? My mother was able to get me speech uh, once a week, a speech therapist on the um, hospital, hospital OHIP, which is the Ontario Hospitalization. Bloody hell, it's good work they do, isn't it? Because you do need to speak if you can, if you can. Well, for your job. Yeah, well, I guess, yeah. So I think my parents thought it was a miracle and that I, it was God's way of telling oh. me that I should become a minister. Oh, right, yeah. A, a preacher. Well, God needs to shout a bit louder if you're going to listen through your cloth ears because yeah. you went on to comedy. <laughs> yeah, right. Do they ever watch your stand-up on TV or anything? Did they watch anything? They never, they ne- they've never come to see me do stand-up. Whoa. They've seen me in, in some plays. Then my parents have now settled into their into their dotage by get my dad's got a computer that my brothers and and I got and so he he now watches he probably will hear this podcast because he he just googles my name and it comes up so hi dad oh that's so nice uh, well big shout out to Mister Nichol yeah he's isn't also it? realised that there are cameras uh, like live cams all over the world so you can go on you can if you want to go to like. What look at Princess Street in Edinburgh right now? You could Google it and you can see live Princess yeah. Street. So he actually gets on when he finds out where I'm if I'm in Cambodia or wherever I am, he'll find out where I am and he'll find out the live camera and he'll Google it and then he'll watch. Wow. <laughs> I think it's creepy. I'll be, walk, I'll be walking down Princess Street and he'll ring me and go, I can see you. Wait, wave up to the camera. What can you actually do that? Is that a thing? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He actually watches this is a true story. He would watch. My one of his cousins lives in Pitlochry in Scotland, and they they they're on the River Tay. They got a fishing team, and they won the Duke of York fishing prize one year. So they got part of the money they got. They spent on a on a webcam, so you can actually sit on that little part, patch of their river where they they got license. Uh, on the first day of the year, my dad will sit down at his computer and watch them fly fish. And then and he'll irritate my mom by going, Ethel, Ethel, come here, look, come here, come here, come here, come here. And my mom will put down her knitting or whatever and come running over and go, what is it, Ian, what is it? And he'll go, I think you had a nibble there. And like, she's like, oh, stop it, Ian. That's <laughs> she calls it the abomination. But yeah, he, he, wow. uh, he does keep up with all, uh, most of the things I do now. That is so And they have nice. told me that they're proud of me. Oh, you can quit now, man. I took them to the Ivy for lunch. And uh, I said, you can have whatever you want. My mum had like shepherd's pie, the cheapest thing. I was like, no, mum, oh. have like something. She's like, no, 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 I don't want you spending all your money. Oh, and then when no. the, w- the waiter came up and went, and she said, I'll have the shepherd's pie. I went, oh, that's a great option. That's the best meal on the list. And she went, I told you, I told you it was. 
So I went to the ivy. My dad had pedigree. My mom had shepherd's <laughs> pie. And then they put they put their forks down. And my my dad said, your mother and I want to say something to you. And I got a bit worried because that's always not a good sign. God, and, yeah. and, and, and my, my mom just went, we just want to, to say how proud of you that we are that you've got, done all this and we, we wish that we'd been more supportive of you when you were younger Aww. and she goes because we don't know what would you know if we were more supportive how successful we mom we're in the ivy having yeah, to, in, yeah, in the yeah. middle of london oh. i'm in a west end show with a movie star and of you know yeah. we're, we're going to buckingham palace so oh so in a way cute. Oh, thanks I think actually, if you are given everything, like too much support, it can go the other way anyway. So I do genuinely, genuinely believe we get the path we need to learn the lessons we need to learn, unless you're sex trafficked and have a horrific time. And then I don't know why that's happened. But um, <laughs> karma. <laughs> no, God, yeah, yeah. Okay, if you are listening from a dungeon, Phil says it's your own karma. Okay. <laughs> you could put this music under anything last question can you think of a best worst or weirdest cuddle yes it's a weird it's the best worst and weird all in one. Oh yeah yeah let's go on i was at a gig i was at the comedia mm. in brighton doing the crater comedy club yeah. and it was not long after i'd moved to the country and i was really struggling and i was just partying a lot and had gone out the night before in Brighton with some friends of mine to a vivisectionist rave. So the type of like listening right. to jungle music and it was like, we had to break into a warehouse, like climb through the window. And then it was like, mm. like 300 people like listening to trance and jungle music and with big pictures of monkeys with their brains being taken out. Anyway, it was all really Ooh. weird. And, uh, and I'd gone straight from there to the pub and, and then woke up in the pub realizing I've got a gig and I ran down to the gig. So I basically hadn't be, had been up all night ran and ran to the, like the venue to only get there for the, the middle act was just on. I got on stage yeah. and I couldn't speak and I couldn't perform. And it was a Saturday night and I was losing them. I was being booed. I was being heckled. I then, oh, I then shit. explained to everyone, tried to explain to everyone what was happening. I climbed up on the, on top of the f- table at the front with my microphone. I was screaming people were leaving in droves right because it was just like oh uh, other people were screaming who'd been there to see me were going come on phil come on it's like come on you guys i could do this i could do this and then the, the sound guy turned the lights and the sound the sound off and the lights wow. off and i was standing on the wow. table so i started i said i don't need a microphone i'm gonna keep going and then the manager came up and just sort of said phil come on come off the stage took me off the stage and as i walked back through that little curtain into the backstage area if you know yeah. that, that it's got a really low ceiling i just i burst yeah. into tears Aww. and i because i was i was really in a bad place and then these two young girls that had been sitting in the front two rows who had come to see me yeah. just pushed their way yeah. back around the curtain and then got on either side of me and just started Aww. cuddling me and, and 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 rocking me and saying it's going to be okay it's going to be all right and 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 the other comedian came up and looked and went oh like as if like oh my god this is so typical because they as i kind of started crying and realizing these two very handsome young women had yeah. cuddled me <laughs> and i was yeah. and i was like oh my yeah oh, oh my god this is this is fantastic <laughs> yeah you're with me on it right i was going oh my god this, yeah yeah where are we going <laughs> where are we going where are we going so 
It was weird. It was it was bad, and it was good all in the one in the one moment. And, and then nothing. Did, was, did you all go back and kiss? Yeah, we, no, we, there was no kissing. That was just a lovely. Oh, it was okay. a lovely moment. But the other comedian hit by yeah. having that other person going, "Oh, this is so classic!" Like yeah, you've just yeah, bombed. Yeah. You've just bombed miserably, and you're still getting like like two <laughs> like you know twenty nine year old women either side of you with you are wearing they were yeah. wearing cashmere sweaters. I could make it work. They were wearing cashmere sweaters. Yeah, you yeah, know yeah, they had full yeah. eye makeup on. It was just. No, it wasn't oh, like that. It was more. Well, it was more wholesome than that. But it was one of those moments that made, made me go, "This is amazing." And I did have a drink. My friend who had been in the pub with me had gone home, freshened up, and come back and and showed up. Uh, my friend Rich and he and his girlfriend who worked at the club went out. We went out with those two girls, the comedian. And we were out the corner to the mash tun and had more drinks. And it was a really end up being a very nice night. But I was, it was an all time professional low. And then an, yeah. an all time, uh, an all time yeah. personal, you, a personal high, professional low. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's good to get your worst gig, and then you know it's all up from there, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Especially when it like, was that, that your worst gig? Uh, that's probably that's, that, that's, that's, got, that's got to be one of the worst. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. It, 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 it wasn't off. something I would ever want to do that again. No, but we've all been booed off, but um, don't usually get the hug afterwards. Yeah, don't know, usually so. end up bursting your tears on stage on the front table in front of a room full of people <laughs> telling you that you're shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh god but I got okay, a hug but I got a but I got a cuddle afterwards so <laughs> yeah. do you want to be in a bubble with me a cuddle bubble okay are you ready for your cuddle type I oh cuddle type yeah put, yeah I put everything into the calculator oh, okay and it just comes who up built the calculator type. by the way was it you or a proper engineer, uh, you know. Not not a homemade one. No, 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 no. Okay, so fingers crossed. Your color type. Come on, come on. <laughs> well, it's very popular. Oh. It doesn't sound like much, but if you think about it, it is quite good. Okay. You have to, okay, your color type is pasta. <laughs> Enjoyed hot or cold, can be fresh, can be four days old. But you're not old. You're pasta. <laughs> You see, to say you seem <laughs> underwhelmed is. Uh, yeah, I was yeah. waiting for more. I mean, I mean. No, that's it. I mean, what kind of pasta? I mean, lasagna. Well, it could be tortellini. Linguini. I like tortellini because it's filled. Yeah, it could be tortellini. I think it might be tortellini. Oh, tortellini. Okay. You know what? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you it's Lou. nice to. There's nothing more cu- like comforting than a bowl of pasta. I'm, I'm, in fact, I'm now going to hang up from this podcast and go and get myself some fresh tortellini from the Waitrose, probably. From the, wait, the Waitrose. Wait for the Waitrose. It's got to be. You've done a few West End things. It's, it's <laughs> I can be. afford the Waitrose <laughs> tortellini. And, yeah, and, yeah. Maybe, and maybe make a homemade sauce, some kind of yeah. tomato-based That's thing. what I'm talking about. Yeah. If you've got some really fancy like ravioli or... Yeah tortellini in the fridge yeah. that's a good day that is a great day so there's a place in uh, west Hampstead that I, I went walking a lot during the lockdown i walk all the way into Hampstead and back from from where i live and there's a place there that does uh, the guys mix the pasta in the window and i we, know exactly where it is it is so it's so good. the pasta is so amazing you have to eat you have to eat it that day it's 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 like a buy it and go and get it, and I, I wish I could had the time to go there now and get some. That's what you are, Phil. That's what you Thank are. You. The pasta from that shop. Thank, That's okay. what you are. Okay, I feel a lot better now. Thank you so much for coming on to talk to us. I really appreciate oh, it. Thanks for having me on. And I'll see you another day. I'll see you another time. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. 
so that was Phil Nickel, a genuinely lovely chap. Not had an arsehole on here, have I? Let me just let me just go back through. <laughs> I don't think I have. Okay, Phil Nickel, he's doing a podcast. It's called Songs in the Key of Laugh. And he talks to comedians, uh, musical comedians like Nick Helm, Izzy Sati, Tim Minchin. And his new series is coming out on the 16th of March. And it's got guests like Adam Buxton. I didn't listen to the rest. I said, well, you can stop me at Adam Buxton. I'll be tuning in. Okay, well, come see me on tour. And uh, if I'm still on tour, if you've missed the boat, you must feel sick as a pig at yourself. Okay, love you. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.